Welcome to the Speeds Digest. Today is April 16th, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with news from around the world of international law and dispute resolution. First up, before we get into the news for this week, Tales of the Tribunal Season 3 has officially dropped, and the first episode was a conversation with Ms. Claudia Solomon, the incoming president of the ICC Court of Arbitration. It's available on the feed. Look up an inch or down an inch on your podcasting platform of choice, and you can find where the show is. Check it out. All right, on to the news. We start this week in Asia as a recent decision from the Singapore High Court took up the issue of so-called forced joinder, in particular as applied by the LCIA rules. The underlying idea being the power of a tribunal to order a consenting third party to be joined to extensent arbitration proceedings providing that an existing party also consents to the joinder even if the other parties to the arbitration proceedings object. The question, as many Vismut listeners are undoubtedly shouting at the top of their lungs, what constitutes consent and how much consent is needed to join a third party? In a lengthy decision in the case CJDVCJE and another SGHC61, in which the court rejected the joinder application. The arbitral tribunal had rejected the position that a defendant had consented to be joined into an arbitration merely because it had signed a joint venture agreement. Indeed, the tribunal found that there must be a signed writing by the party agreeing to be joined to be a party to the dispute. The Singapore court agreed with the tribunal establishing a three-part test for further analyzing whether or not consent has been granted. An article examining the decision in detail is available in the show notes. Then to Brazil, as Brazilian Law 14.133 was published on April 1st, 2021, introducing a new regime for private parties to bid and enter into contracts with Brazilian state-owned entities. Among other issues, the new Brazilian Public Contracts Act allows the adoption of arbitration, mediation, and dispute boards. The new act acknowledges the state-controlled entities can submit disputes to arbitration provided that such disputes deal with the, quote, disposable pecuniary interest, end quote, which comports with the Brazilian Arbitration Act. Additionally, the Public Contracts Act allows amendment of existing contracts with state-controlled entities to include arbitration clauses. Further still, the procedure to choose arbitrators, arbitral institutions, and members of the dispute boards shall have a technical basis, be transparent, and equally treat the parties. While the new law does not bring news for the arbitration world, it does add further considerations for contracting with Brazilian state-owned entities. Then, over to the African continent as oil and gas company Petronor returns to arbitration in a Senegalese-based dispute. The parties had agreed to suspend arbitration in May 2020. The dispute is over Rufisk Offshore Profond, ROP, and Senegalese Offshore SUD license areas. Petronor has stated that it is open to further conversation but feels that the Senegalese government has not provided a reasonable alternative. The continuation of the arbitration comes after the second term of six-month suspensions. This is a developing story with more news to come. Then, another story in Africa is the Democratic Republic of Congo nears a settlement of a $619 million arbitration dispute. Bloomberg reports that a settlement with oil and gas company DIG Oil, or DIG, would resolve a multi-year dispute over oil licenses in the Central African nation. The settlement talks come after DIG won an award in 2018 from a France-based tribunal which found that the Congo failed to honor two production sharing agreements 
The tentative agreement would have Congo pay DIG some $8 million as a sign of good faith and then an additional $292 million paid through a combination of assets and possibly more cash or other concessions. The sudden moves to agree come as DIG Oil had begun enforcement proceedings in U.S. federal courts, forcing the Congolese government's hand. Finally, to the United States, as the use of a forced arbitration provision thwarts a legal challenge to AT&T's disclosure of customer location data. This story begins with a class action lawsuit, Scott v. AT&T, which alleged that AT&T had violated a federal privacy law protecting cell phone customers' location data, among other protections. In response to the filing of the lawsuit, AT&T attempted to invoke the arbitration agreements embedded in the terms and conditions of every time and every instance in which a person bought a cell phone or a new service through the cell phone. AT&T claims that the clause prevented the case from going any further and that in any case that it had stopped the practices outlined in plaintiff's complaint and therefore the matter was now moot. As a procedural matter, the court ruled on the side of AT&T but abstained from ruling on the merits of the case or addressing the issues of whether AT&T's disclosure of customer locations was in fact lawful. This result implies that legislative action might be necessary to have an effect on companies like AT&T and similar behavior. However, legislatures across the country have been reticent to take action on data protection or compulsory arbitration. Now, on to opportunities. Oil and gas company Uniper is seeking a senior arbitration and litigation manager to join its Dusseldorf, Germany-based offices. The gas contracts team is seeking a professional with five years of industry experience in the energy commodity business with commercial-oriented mindset and the ability to synthesize legal and commercial concepts. The position is available both on LinkedIn and the company's website. Next up, FTI Consulting seeks an analyst to join its international arbitration practice. Said analysts should have a strong analytical and communication skill set to join their team. The position calls for data collection and organization skills, and the ability to create reports that are both qualitative and quantitative in nature. The ideal candidate should have Spanish-speaking abilities as the position is based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Then, multinational law firm Squire Patton Boggs seeks an associate to join its international dispute resolution team based in Moscow. The ideal candidate would have a background in international commercial arbitration and or investor state arbitration and have trained in a global or international law firm environment. Full posting is available on the firm's website. Then, time is running out for calls for paper for the Journal of Transnational Dispute Management, TDM. TDM has advertisements for forthcoming issues on old and new disputes in aerospace law, future of investment law in Latin America, Islamic finance and dispute resolution, and the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Almost all of these calls expire at the end of the month, so make sure to head to TDM's website for more information. Finally, on to events. First up, Professor Gabrielle Kaufman Collar joins Peter Riznik in a new episode of Vienna Arbitration Talks to share her views on the creation of a multilateral investment board. They review some of the criticisms of the current ISDS system and how a standing body could address them. In particular, they discuss instruments to ensure gender and geographical diversity in the appointment process of adjudicators of such standing courts. Vienna Arbitration Talks is a special interview series on hot topics in international arbitration by Conrad Partners. 
Then, on April 23rd, if you enjoyed this week's conversation with Claudia Solomon, Claudia is also speaking next week at the 6th Annual Atlanta International Arbitration Society Atlas Lecture Series, which will be hosted by Georgia State University College of Law and will feature Claudia Solomon, independent arbitrator specializing in international, investor state, and complex commercial. All interested parties are welcome. Atlas membership is not required, so members and non-members alike are welcome to join. From wherever you are in the world, if you can access the internet, you should be there. Registration is available on the Atlas website and Arbitral Women's website as well. Then, on April 29th, the Arbitration Fund for African Students hosts the next iteration of its AFAS Conversations. In this edition, Eunice Shang Simpson has a conversation with Professor David Luke on his career in academia, his time at the UN, and the African Continental Free Trade Area. Registration is available at afas-global.org, and we'll include a link there too in the show notes. Finally, on April 26th, the ICC hosts an event titled Dispute Resolution Solutions That Won't Break the Bank, SME Labs. This is an encore edition for this program. The posting reads, when conducting international trade, businesses are exposed to new cultures, trade practices, and legal systems. If companies are not fully aware of the legal implications of engaging in international contracts, these new opportunities can expose them to new risks and possibilities lead to a commercial dispute. It is exactly this reason why this event is being held. In this series of workshops, attendees will be joined by international experts, including experts from the ICC Court of Arbitration and the ICC Center for ADR, to discover a range of available ICC dispute resolution tools, which function as effective alternatives to costly and lengthy court litigation proceedings. All right, listen, I know it's Friday and we usually do these on Wednesdays, but we're trying out some new things, playing with schedules, moving some stuff around, and now that the main show is back, we want that to be the focus of each week. Anyway, that's it for this week. Remember to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and to leave a review if you can. And share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.